Today, we are talking bears versus dogs. In real life, it would take a lot more dogs than the bears, but the dogs are bringing a bunch. So, it's coming up. Cal versus the Huskies today, coming up now. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Bear Insider Ultimate Insider Podcast. I'm Mike Pulaski. Today, Cal is taking on UW at the house, Berkeley Memorial Stadium, and it is a huge game for Cal. Obviously, they have had some offensive struggles. Last week versus Colorado was brutal to talk about. It was brutal if you were on the team, probably even hardest on the players and coaches. Uh, but as fans, obviously, we hated to see that. This week, Bears make a big move. They bring in Steve Greatwood former offensive line coach, to help out on that front. That's really kind of the source of a lot of it. But there's some of it seeping into everywhere else. We talked with Coach Wilcox earlier in the week about receivers not blocking for each other and about some of that lack of attention to detail trickling into other positions. So today the Bears have to pick that up because they have a very, very good Washington team coming into town. Now, Washington has lost two games, both in the Pac-12, they lost to UCLA, and they lost to Arizona State kind of inexplicably. Uh, lost it on defense, gave up 45 points. But they are a really, really good football team. And when you watch them, they are a phenomenal offensive football team. So we're going to hold off. We'll talk about their offense in a little bit. That's where the fireworks are. That's where they sell the tickets. Defensively, this is a pretty good team, too. If you look at this dog's defense, in terms of rushing defense, they give up 117 yards a game, so pretty good up front as a rushing defense, stopping the run. They got some big dudes up front uh, in uh, Tuli Latuli Gasanoa. Um, got to do his games when he was at De La Salle. He is a phenomenal football player, big, strong, physical inside. Uh, he is hard to move. He's a good run stopper for the dogs. And so he is a dude to deal with starts around their nose guard. It has since back in the days with Danny Shelton and those kind of guys that they had up front that were really good on that dog's defense. But he is a phenomenal football player on that defense. You also have edge guys. Now, when we're talking about edge guys, we're talking about dudes that get up the field. They push tackles around. They're physical. They're fast. They're hard to block because they have every move on you. ZTF, uh, Tupuolo Fatui who is an edge rusher, 56, comes in about 265 pounds, can absolutely get up the field, uh, is listed as a co-starter because they got three dudes who can get it done at that position, at that edge rusher spot. The other two guys that we're looking at, one is Jeremiah Martin. He is listed as a starter all by himself. He has 26 tackles on the year, five and a half tackles for loss, and five sacks. So a phenomenal football player at that edge position. Watch him, number three, really good football player, 6'4", 267, and he's a senior. So he's smart. He's physical. As a matter of fact, last Friday, just had a baby boy, so he missed team organized activities on Friday, but came back for the game and had a phenomenal game against Arizona as well. So a new father, congratulations to him, but a phenomenal football player at that edge as well. And then you have Braylon Trice. So Braylon Trice, number eight, the co-starter as well, along with ZTF. Seven tackles for loss on the year, four and a half sacks. So these guys are getting after the quarterback. They do a decent job stopping the run. They are getting sacks. So they're making big plays on defense. The one place they lack on defense is the fact that their passing defense is 
right around, it's 95th, almost 100th in the country because they are giving up 258.3 yards per game. I think a lot of that is that teams are trying to keep up with their offense. I think a lot of that is that teams are trying to come from behind because they are a fast strike offense. And so sometimes if you can stop the run really well, teams have to throw some of that mixed into the, the mix. Uh, they're very good at that linebacker position. It is not a weakness for them, although we got one of their dudes this year in Jackson Sermon. But they're good at that linebacker position, so they tackle the run, they rally to the ball, they do all those things that linebackers are supposed to do. In the secondary, that's the one weak point for them. They have Jordan Perriman, who's a really good corner, transferred from UC Davis. Uh, number one for them was injured early in the season. He is back. He is playing well at that corner position. But then when you look at that safety, the back end of it, you've got Alex Cook, senior out of Sacramento. He's okay. You've got Asa Turner. Uh, he is a free safety out of Carlsbad. He's okay. You know, they've been getting after the vertical passing game against those safeties. And then this week, you've got Javion Green starting at the corner. 6'3", 202, so a big cat. But a true freshman out of Houston. And he is uh, subbing in for a corner on the opposite side of Perriman because they were injured coming into this game. So true freshman at corner. Safeties that are okay. They keep getting attacked. They're not, they're not untalented, but they do keep giving up big yards. So that's the opportunity. The trick is the Bears have to be able to block up front and take care of those edge guys, take care of Tulio Gasanoa. Um, and so if they can do that, then it gives them a chance because the Bears have really good wide receivers. And so attacking them in their secondary, it's a big way to go, break it open, throwing deep balls, throwing vertical passing games, uh, throwing all the different combinations, the Patriots, the, the daggers, you know, kind of the switch routes, all that stuff against those safeties and corners puts you in a good position. But again, the key, you've got to protect it up front. And that's been a problem for the Bears so far this year. Steve Greatwood comes in. How much can he do in five days? I don't know. Greatwood's a really, really good coach. I like him a lot as a coach. I thought he was a very good offensive line coach. But he's had five days. And so, miracle worker, I don't think so. What the Bears will probably do on offense, slim down the package, take a lot of the extraneous stuff out, the trick and plays, the things that you don't need on every single game, every single down, you know, Mississippi State, Mike Leach in the air raid goes in with like 30 plays into a game. If you go in with 30 plays and you can execute them extremely well, you can be very efficient on offense. And so I think that's going to be part of what they're doing is parsing out the extra fluff in the playbook, getting down to what they do well, getting the blocking assignments right so the guys are communicating, and then trying to execute on offense. That, that's what I would do if I was a coach. I would put that together and try to, uh, let's say, condense the offense, make it thicker, stronger, more powerful, shorter, so you don't have as many plays, and way easier to execute fast, which is the key to winning football games. Right now, let's take a little break, and we will talk to Coach Justin Wilcox. He's got his thoughts on the dogs, and I will come back and tell you about their offense in just a second. Washington coming in, really good football team as you watch them on film, especially offensively. I think they're they're pretty special, and it never, you know, it's never all the quarterback anywhere. However, <laughs> UW's got a bunch of tools on the outside, and they got a guy who can absolutely spin it. Mm -hmm. So give me your thoughts on the dogs and kind of what they present as a, as a, an opponent this year um, coming yeah. in this game. Well, they're, you mentioned it. I mean, they're really talented. They're scoring, you know, uh, what, 42 points a game, really good quarterback, really good receivers. Uh, best uh, receiving group we've seen thus far. 
And uh, I mean, yeah, they're scoring, they put up 42 points a game. So they're really good at the offensive line as well. Yeah. When you have a team like this that has so many weapons, right? You've got four receivers, all have had 100 plus yard games. You've got one in particular in Adunze, who is is catching just 100 yard game after 100 yard game, just a big physical dude. Defensively, how do you shut that down without, if you take one guy away, you present something else somewhere else. So how do you shut that down? How do you work on containing that? Yeah, give them different pictures, make them hunt it. Uh, there's a stress in every coverage. And when you are trying to take something away, you need to take it away. And so if we call a certain pressure or a certain coverage to take something away, we need to at least take that away and then make them, you know, take the ball somewhere else. And, you know, as you mentioned, when there's multiple people, it's, you know, you don't double everybody. That's, you don't have, the math doesn't work. So um, we got to move the stress around and our guys got to go compete when they uh, get through the progression and there's one-on-one -on -one plays. I mean, that's defensively, that's the biggest thing coming from last week. I mean, when we're in position to knock the ball down, we got to knock the ball down. You know, we had two kind of just uh, moonshot throws, one on a reverse pass, one on a go route that we have guys in position. We got to get the ball. We got to knock it down. And so we're going to need to do better this week in those one-on-one -on -one moment of truth plays at corner and on the perimeter defensively they present a picture with a couple of edge guys that can get after it and they've got a good guy inside too right so they they set themselves up when they put out their their paperwork they are an, an odd team right so they come in they've got a big guy up front they've got two edge guys that can get after the passer talk to me about how you work with that uh coming off of last week well again it's providing answers for the offense and similar to how you think about it on defense you know uh, putting people in conflict and by coverage, by front, and then not, and, and again, if you're, when you do get into some drop back game that you're able to support guys that need a little help against a good rusher, for example, or we're getting the ball out quickly. I mean, there's, you know, you're, you can move the pocket, you can chip, you can full slide. Um, there's just a number of different ways to try to combat you know, a, a really good rushing team. And so uh, we'll need more than one. And as I mentioned before, you've got to, you got to move the stress around. As you watch their defense, who impresses you from them? Like the edge players jump off the tape. As you mentioned, uh, they're very active. There's a kind of a, a lot of movement with the D line and the linebackers. Uh, they got a couple of really athletic safeties, but I think the edge players uh, are the ones that really jump off the tape. Yeah, and they're disruptive up front as well. And so have you uh, coached against Coach DeBoer before? No, I don't think so. Do you, you guys have any history, any background together? You don't know him just kind of first no, time? No, no. Yeah, okay. Well, good luck this week. Obviously, trying to get things right, uh, focusing down on the, the little things, right? Kind of simplifying and executing would be an absolute fantastic thing to do at this point. I've been there as a player, right? Been, <laughs> been there as a coach. And so I know how frustrating it can be, Coach. We're all – uh. We're all pulling for you this week. Obviously, Cal fans behind you. Yeah. So appreciate uh, you coming on here today, and good luck this week up against the dogs. Right. Thanks, Mike. Cal's defense coming into this thing has been very good against the rush as well. So 34th in the country, giving up 118.5 a game. And they have also been susceptible against the pass 96th. So Cal and Washington kind of 1-2 on top of each other, giving up 259. And so – 
that's a little bit scary going against this Washington team because the Huskies are really, really, really good in the passing game. They got a quarterback in Michael Penix Jr. this year who is absolutely phenomenal. He comes in uh, out of Indiana, four years at Indiana, and he has never played more than six games because of injuries. This playing the seventh game this year for Washington now. He has played more games than he has played in any single season. So he is a really good football player. He is as efficient a quarterback as I have seen on film this year across the country, all of them. He is really good. He can absolutely spin it. He's a lefty, so it's a little bit backwards for defensive backs. It'd be harder to catch the ball. You won't throw as many interceptions because, interesting little point at home, as a lefty, when you spin the ball, it's coming off and it's spinning this way. So it's spinning counterclockwise. As righties spin it, it spins clockwise. And so as you go to catch that ball, it's a different spin than you're used to when the lefty spins it, and it's harder to catch. So he is less likely uh, to throw interceptions, and he has been very, very good this year for Washington. Four interceptions on the year in seven games. He has 20 touchdowns in that same time. They are the number one passing offense in the country right now come out 380 yards a game average they are ninth in total offense 512.3 and they are eighth in scoring offense 42.1 so the Bears defense has their hands full today and here's why because I've told you many times it starts and ends up front on that offensive line these guys up front are phenomenal Jackson Kirkland, he is the left guard, 6'7", 360, no, 340, excuse me. I played with his father in Tampa. His father, uh, Dean Kirkland, was an offensive lineman for the Huskies as well, played professionally for a long time. Very good football player. Jackson is bigger, um, and he is a very good football player. Came back, he's a senior this year, came back to make sure that he got the X's and O's exactly right, put his game together like he wanted to, motivated a good, good football player. The right guard, uh, Baini Valu, is 6'7", 307. Big dude, physical, good up front. Your center, Corey Luciano. Actually knew him. He grew up in my neighborhood out here and played at Monta Vista. Good football player inside, 6'4", 294. So another big cat inside. Rosengarten, right tackle, 6'6", 303. Tall, big on the outside. Uh, and who did I miss? Fontenot. Left tackle, 6'4", 312. All these guys are really good. Offensive line is very, very good up front, especially good in pass blocking. They've kept Penix pretty clean all year long. And when you have that and a guy that can spin it like Michael Penix can, and boy, he can spin it, uh, then you're in trouble because they add to that mix speed, speed, speed on the outside. Number one guy you're going to look for, Roma Dunze. He is number one. He is 6'3", 201 on the year. He is 44 receptions, 693 yards, six tugs, and the longest one is 61 yards. This guy can go get it. He is big. He is physical. He is fast. He does everything that you want in a wide receiver. He runs good routes, and so he is tough to cover. And if you just have the one dude, you could double cover him. You can do all that, and you're okay. However... They have another cat by the name of Jalen Polk, number two, 6'2", 199, redshirt freshman out of Texas. This season, he has 20 receptions for 361. Really, 
really good football player against Arizona. He was catching long ball after long ball last week. Uh, had a fantastic game. Four receptions, 94 yards. Averaged almost 24 yards a catch in that game. So very, very good football player, Jalen Polk. You're going to see a lot of him as well. The other side, Jalen McMillan, 6'1", 186, out of Fresno. Coach Kalen DeBoer coming from Fresno. Obviously, he's got some dudes. Just a sophomore, McMillan is. You'll remember him. The last game, five catch, or excuse me, six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. On the season, 37 catches, 530, and five tugs. So, very good football player at that wide receiver position. Those are three cats that can just go get it. Another guy that needs to be mentioned, uh, Giles Jackson, number zero. So, all single digits guys, except for McMillan, who's number 11. Can't miss him out there. And Giles Jackson, uh, out of Antioch, played at Freedom High School, uh, and then went to Michigan from there. Just 5'9", 185, but really shifty. Can go get it as well. 21, 250, brings a ton of energy to that staff as well. If you're that cat, right, you're the number four guy coming off the bench, you need to bring as much energy and you need to bring as much juice as you can to the party. And Giles Jackson brings juice. Uh, and then at the tight end position, you've got Delvin Culp, 6'4", 239. Um, out of Washington, good football player, 14 catches on the year. But the guy to look for is Jack Westover. They use him as a tight end, as a sniffer, what you call a sniffer. And the reason they call him a sniffer is because he's up there right on the offensive line's back, kind of sniffing you know, right over the big guys. Anyway, you get the picture. But he's a sniffer for him. Uh, and he'll be the move guy. He'll be the shift guy. And he does a lot for this football team. Uh, he shows up on film all the time on offense, making blocks, making catches. 16 catches on the year, uh, almost 200 yards. And so he's a guy on offense as well that you've got to look for, Jack Westover. So great offensive line, great receivers. On top of that, what does that mean? It means, well, you can run the ball because people have to key on the pass. They have to keep their nickel or their dime package on the field. Uh, Wayne Taulapapa is the guy who benefits from that starting running back for them out of Hawaii. Um, Punahou High School, of course, because that turns out so many great players. He's got 80 rushes on the year, 424 and four tugs. So good physical back, but he is the window dressing to the passing game. He is the guy that they punch you with if you decide you're going to keep five in the box. And so their offense, these receivers, Michael Penix Jr., great offensive line, that's where it's at, number one in the country for the Dogs. So let's look at the Huskies. They are talented offensively, especially. They will get into shootouts with teams. They did with Arizona last week. They were in a shootout with Arizona State. And so they're winning games. They're winning them exciting with a lot of offense. Michael Penix Jr. is as efficient as you'll see at that position this year. The Bears on defense have to be great. But on offense, they have to turn it up. There's just zero excuse for last week's game. They have to get better. Period. Not just as a fan, as a quarterback, as a diehard Cal guy. I've shown you before. I've got my block C in my palm, my arm. they got to get better on offense. Period. That just has to happen. So Bears hopefully slim it down this week. Hopefully Coach Wood can help out you know, in terms of getting them slimmed down and doing what they do well. Hopefully those receivers pick up their game, their want-to factor. Offensive line gets a little better by slimming it down, not thinking so much. And hopefully they can come out fast defensively, just got to keep the top on it. Keep the top on these guys. Don't let them hit those big vertical explosive plays and you give yourself a chance. I appreciate you guys watching. I'm going to get ready for the game. I'm fired up for this game tonight. 
I will catch you here again next week. We will talk about next week's game. At that point, we'll review this game. But until next time, I'm Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider Ultimate Insider Podcast. Go Bears. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.